0: Hi, I'm Jenny. And I'm Christina. We're two sisters who started our own separate businesses, and we have now come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, we will share practical business tips that we have learned along the way. We're also ready to dive deep and help you feel less alone as we chat all about navigating running a business while also running a household. So grab a drink and join our sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business everybody today we are going to be talking about um just our journeys with mom guilt that comes up a lot i feel like for female entrepreneurs um that are also moms we just get bombarded with messages about what being a mom should look like and what owning a business as a mom or working as a mom or staying home as a mom the world's like really loud about what that should look like so um it's good to talk about people, talk with people close to you and kind of vent that out and encourage each other because we can really help each other. So, this is Jenny. I forgot we're supposed to introduce our voices because <laughs> they're the same. Um, this is Jenny, and I have three sons. Uh, my boys are six, almost 16, almost 14, and 10. And I started my business when. Trevor, my oldest, was probably 10 as my youngest. So 10, 8, and 5. And, and this is Christina. <laughs> and I also have three sons. We, we mentioned that in the first episode that we have, we're from three girls and we all have boys. Um, and they are 9, 8, and 6. And when I started Beautiful Chaos Shop, they were three, two, and like six months old. So they they were were itty bitties. You were still really hands on. So how did you notice, like, how did that come up for you when you were working, especially as running a business sewing, you're using your hands so much and having a six month old, like, how did you find... Um, nuggets of time for that. I remember working a during every nap time. So before my business even started, I was just really scheduled with my kids. I always... The routine... We talked about ADD a few weeks ago, but routine... I thrive in routine. And so for me, it helped to have my kids on a routine. So I always knew, except for the random days that they fought naps. I always knew I would have like at least an hour or two in the afternoon to work. And so I'd kind of push everything to that hour or two. And then, um, along with having young babies, that is something that I kind of regret is a lot of times I would work at night because that's the time that I could, because at that time my kids, obviously you say hands-on. Yes. Like (laughs) You don't keep your eyes on them for two seconds and they're into something. Um, But it took a lot of time away from Tyler. And so as we're talking about mom guilt, I feel like there's (laughs) all of these pieces that you are that something doesn't get your full attention. And so those early days of the shop, it wasn't like every night, but there were a lot of nights where I would, you know, we'd put the kids to bed and then I would go work and looking back i mean that's what i had to do but it also wasn't ideal um but it, my business also wasn't scale like to scale as it is today like today i couldn't do all of the things that i'm doing because when it comes down to it my priorities are is my main priority is my family and it wouldn't all that i'm doing right now wouldn't have fit in those two blocks of time right right so yeah your business kind of grew with your kids actually like with their yeah. ages right like, yes. And that you brought up a really good point. I want to go back to the husband's partner guilt too. That you're right. It's not just mom guilt. It's any any caregiver or um, not. that we're like caregivers or partners, <laughs> but just <laughs> yes people that are uh, requiring your time. It's just another thing to fit in, and it can be it can be overwhelming because you feel like you're never quite giving the right amount to everybody. And I think that's a pretty universal feeling, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and I think because I, I worked in dentistry before I was a stay-at-home mom and before I started my Etsy shop. And I do remember even then, even though it was a nine to five job, I still remember wanting an identity outside of work, outside of being a wife, and there just wasn't a lot of time to fit in that identity time. And so you do end up pulling, you pull you pull from one of those spaces. So even before a small business, even before kids, you are still trying to navigate, like, all of these things while maintaining who you are. And so I would do things like binge, watch a show that I love," or um, go shopping or scroll Pinterest for hours, something that like made me something other than an employee and a spouse. And so I think looking now that we're talking about it and looking back, like there's always some sort of guilt pulling you when I don't know how to express it, but like focusing on yourself feels guilty. And so all of these selfish. Yes. But it's selfish. Right. And you learn that over time. But there's always that space where I can look today, I can feel guilty about something, but it's completely different than what made me feel guilty 10 Mm -hmm. years ago. But there is always something that you feel guilty about. I agree. And I feel like it's a lot of reframing, um, just generational patterns. So just even 50 years ago, it was very uncommon for a female to work outside the home, let alone like run their own business. so I think we're still dealing with all the fallout kind of of that as the world evolves that I think it's getting better but you we still hear those messages that women specifically I think get them more that they should be doing more they should be doing everything because I was talking about this I did a post the other day um, with my, I talked to my 14 year old and I was trying to like pull out of him what time of life was better for him because I've kind of been it all. I had my oldest son in college. So I was a full-time college student mom. Um, I was a stay at home mom for several years. I worked in my home and did home daycare for several years. Then I worked out of my home for a few years. And then I ran my own business. So I, all of those times I felt this guilt. Like I felt this mom guilt that I wasn't measuring up, that I couldn't meet everybody's needs, that I was doing something wrong. Um, and I wanted to try to get Elliot to tell me like which one was better. And it he he couldn't, he really just didn't know the difference of all of that. And that was kind of like a heart explosion moment because I think as moms, we're really hard on ourselves, but I don't think our kids are hard on us. Like we think, Mm -hmm. I think our kids know um, we're there, we show up, like, even though I might have an unconventional schedule now, I do my best to be present with them at some point every day. Like, even if that's 15 minutes and I actually heard, I don't know if I read this or, um, talked about it in therapy or what, but I heard that kids really, or, or adults, anyone you love, if you spend a solid 15 minutes with them, that like carries them. That's like you're with them the whole day. And I remember I like that as a really young mom, because I really struggled with, I did not like free play with my kids. Like I didn't like doing like goes, I didn't like doing play. Like I just did. I loved them and I wanted to do something with them, but I like did not like doing all that stuff. And that's what something that was shared with me that there were studies that showed even just 15 minutes of that one-on-one interaction sustains your loved one like you're with them the whole day. And I remember that releasing a lot of like burden and guilt in me. And I try to, I try not to get too rigid of that of like 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) 15 15 minutes is up. 15 minutes is up. But I use that more to like alleviate my own guilt and knowing that, Oh no, I had that really great conversation. This is kind of why um, family dinners are of value in my family because with teenagers, that's kind of one of the only times a day we're together. And, that's at and least they always want to eat. <laughs> yeah. And, and I always go back to like, okay, we had some really great conversation during that time. And it helps me to kind of release the burden of the rest of the day. Some days we connect a lot and some days we don't. And a lot of days I still feel really guilty, um, but it it is good to reframe it and kind of think of like I think we feel guilty I don't think our kids feel like we should we're failing good. yeah this is why we wanted to do this podcast because I am fortunate enough to have Jenny as a big sister but not everybody is and she was just ahead of me stage of life so her kids um like her youngest was one when my first was born and she had already she I don't know how old Kate uh, Trevor was at that time, six or seven. I think so. And so she was able to impart mom um, wisdom down to Mm -hmm. me. Because I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Jenny, but Caden, my oldest, was 10 months old and... uh, I really did a lot of motherhood alone because I was a very young mom. And Mm -hmm. so none of my friends were having babies when I was having babies. And so um, I remember calling you because I so badly, like you feel this pull, like I'm supposed to love this person with every ounce of my being and you, you somehow connect love to being with them. But I'm supposed to love this person with all of my being. He was 10 months old. He was entering like toddlerhood where he would throw stuff at me and, you know, (laughs) become a toddler where I was like, I need a break. I need a break. Um, I need just a 10 minute break, walk around Target by myself, go eat by myself. I just need a break. And I remember calling you and I was, if I wasn't crying, I was on the verge of crying because I remember being like, if I tell Tyler I need a break, if I admit to him I need a break, then I'm not a good mom. Like I equated those two things to each other. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if it was society pressure. I don't know if it was personal pressure. I don't know. But I was equating those two things together. And I remember you telling me, go say you need a break. Your break, you said... Anyone you're with for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you would need a break from. You said even Tyler, because he leaves for work, like you need that like natural break from him. And you're like, you're not a bad mom. And you said that break is going to rejuvenate you to come back and be an even better mom. And so I remember like marching home and saying like, I need, I need a break. And Tyler was like, all right. Like it wasn't even a big deal. And he was like, okay, Go do whatever, and then coming back and feeling like a new person after a ten minute break. Yeah, when your kids are toddlers. That ten minute break will do wonders. But ever since Kaden was ten months old, like breaks were became regular for me. Trips by myself became regular for me. Trips with my sisters, and it's just. But I remember feeling guilty even in that moment. I was a stay at home mom, um, and. I say my only job, but you know, stay home moms do a crap ton, Right, but, but like I had to keep this 10 month old baby, um, alive. And anyway, so even in that moment, feeling so much guilt. And so, yeah, you, you imparted wisdom and you just gave us a whole nother nugget of wisdom. I love the 15 minutes a day thing. I also think my kids, I think they would say and need different things from me as a mom. Whether it be, I also stayed at home. I also worked from home, and now I work away from the home. And I think they all need different things based on their love languages. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that I makes would agree sense. with that. Yes, and the so like, ages like that changes. Yeah, because yeah. Caden will come. And just say like, will you draw with me? Like he just wants me by him, Mm -hmm. not touching him, not like, oh my goodness, I love you. Like infatuated with him, none of that. (laughs) Just like, will you sit with me? Which is a total quality time thing. Mm -hmm. Bennett will, even if he says that he doesn't want to be with me, he'll just come and like plaster himself on me (laughs) um, if he hasn't seen me all day. And then Oliver is definitely like, Words of affirmation, like "Mommy, look at all that I did today. Aren't you proud of me?" Like all that stuff. So even in that fifteen minutes, giving them exactly what they need. And my therapist also said, "Like, what is your like your personal Christina's definition of being a successful mom or a good mom? Because you can't be busy focusing on what anyone else says is a good mom. Right? You have to do what Christina does. Which there's still guilt with that because sometimes I can't be the mom that I." personally believe is the good mom because I just don't have the capacity. I think you brought up a really good point when you said you came home and you just said to Tyler, I need a break. And he was like, okay. And you had built it up so much in your head. And I think that's what mom guilt does is we internalize it so much. And when we speak it out loud, I think it loses its power. So whether that's to your partner saying like, I need help. I can't I can't do this right now. Or even I know it helps me when I'm feeling anxious to say those anxieties to Michael and him debunk them. And it's like, oh, OK, because okay. in my head, I have built it up to this huge extreme situation. And it's usually 99 percent of the time, not that. And it just takes being like, hey, can you do this or or even speaking that to your kids, like to mm-hmm. my um, teens, sometimes I'll be like, "Hey, I'm feeling like really bad that I can't make it to this game today," and they're usually like, "Mom, we, we know you go to the games when you can." Like, it's not ever as big of a deal because I go to games. I think we mm-hmm. look at each situation as this ginormous thing, but it really is overall. Our kids know mm-hmm. we're there for them, and yeah. we show them. In the times that we can't, I don't think it's like a huge detriment. I think they know like cumulatively we've we're there. Yeah. And so I try to remember that in business because it does, it takes you away at weird times. It's mm-hmm. not like a nine to five when you run right. your business. And so it's not always predictable or, or regular. And that can and be difficult. I will say there, I had a couple stingers this year um, <laughs> that really made me, stingers. sometimes you have to step back and list out your priorities. And when I, cause I can say, oh, family's my number one and then this, and then my business, you can say all that, but it's really what you're putting into play. And I, this year specifically, I had to work uh, having three in sports is very hard because you have triple the amount of practices and triple amount of the games and have to be in three places at once. And I'm trying to tell myself, even without a job, I would have to miss some of the games because of being at brother's game or whatever. Right. But one of my kids, and I won't call them out, um, (laughs) told somebody like, well, my mom's never at my games. And I overheard it. And I it made me cry and it still makes me want to cry because I busted my butt. I mm-hmm. would go watch him bat, leave, and then go to work. And while I only saw him batting for that five minutes, it, it, it just sucked. Like hearing him say that sucked. And it, I finally met, uh, my business partner was feeling the same way. We finally talked about it and I was like, this is the only season this is happening like after this, we are hiring an employee. I don't care if we lose money. Like we're hiring an, uh, an employee or closing on the busiest shopping day of the week on Saturdays because I'm not missing my kids' games. Like that is a boundary I'm putting in place. And people can shop with us the rest of the week. They can buy from me online. They literally have access to me all of the time <laughs> to buy my stuff. I'm putting a boundary in place and we're not, I'm not doing that. Um, and once we, First of all, when we put, po- I'm very open with my posts on social media and we put that on our wildflower page. We said, we're cl- one of the Saturdays, we just nipped it in the button. We said, we're closing Saturday. Like we're going to our kids' games. It's their last games of the season. We're not open. And the support we got was astounding. And I just really feel like when you put boundaries in place and Really explain those boundaries because sometimes people would be like, "What the heck? You're closed on a Saturday? Like, why?" But when you explain yourself and, and explain your boundaries, a lot of times people value what you value, and yes. or at least care that you value something that importantly, whatever it might be. I mean, look at Chick Fil A; people love that they value being closed on Sundays. Like, they hate that they're closed on Sundays, but love it at the same time. And so, even if it's not a value you personally hold. You almost like identify with that person, like good for you, like putting it makes it it the business, a person again, and it brings like Mm -hmm. the person back to it instead of a big back store, big corporation. Like you're realizing, oh, this is a person that's running this business and she's standing for her values. And then your audience that identifies that will follow you. Mm hmm. Yeah. But that is a big relief to me knowing going into this fall season, like I get to be at my kids games and it's a, you don't want your, it's, it's also a guilt of feeling like, well, they don't run my life either. Like they have to understand mommy works, daddy works. There's a lot of people who can't fix their schedule like that, or they can't adjust it. And I do firmly, firmly believe, and this is what I go back to when I can't make those things or when, um, I have to just let the guilt right out is my kid. I believe everything in life makes you into who you are meant to be. And so missing their 10 games that season, maybe that made them like um, appreciate the games that I am there or it, or, you know, I don't know what it's going to do for them, but I do firmly believe it helps them become who they need to be. I even had guilt with Oliver, my youngest, my, the older two, when they were age three, they had a lot of one-on-one attention with me, or at least one-on-two attention where Oliver was at the PTO meetings with me <laughs> because the other two were in school and I had to be at these meetings and didn't, he had to go. And I remember feeling guilty even over that. And then I'm like, but that, that's also just being the third born, right? Like you just have to kind of go with the flow at that age. So it's a lot of an out. outside an outsider looking in. Oliver is the most like well-adjusted social, (laughs) wonderful child. And I have to believe like a lot of that played into those strengths. So yeah, I honestly, like I had a huge cry session with my therapist probably like a year and a half ago where I, so at that time I was working um, a part-time job outside of the house. I was a children's director for a church and I was also illuminate space was like two years in and growing and it was just a lot a lot and I cried basically the whole session because I was feeling everything we're talking about I'm like I I feel like I'm failing them I'm like losing all this time and she told me she actually did her thesis on the effects um of like when moms and their kids and whatever they do and Basically, she said, especially boys, all kids, but especially boys when they see a strong female um, figure in their lives. So their mom or their aunt or whoever, that it helps them be like, I don't remember the exact words, but like it helps them. And it wasn't basically what she was trying to tell me is like, it's not having a negative effect on them. It is helping them and again you're reshaping all these things the last generations have seen of where women were made to be small and Mm -hmm. you know like like um make themselves smaller and now they're not and that actually helps our boys instead of other generations that told like the boys need to be um the strong leaders or whatever but yeah it's it's like leveling the playing field and I really liked that because I feel like like listening to you talk honestly I don't feel like I (laughs) this is gonna sound so terrible I don't want to miss their games but I don't feel as strongly now at this point that like I have to not miss their games and so I think for all it's just showing that like all moms you have to figure out what's right for you and your right. family and like adjust and scale accordingly and that could look different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Someone said that too and I don't remember if it was you or somebody else talking about like all the class parties and all the room moms oh, and no, stuff. and, stuffy. and <laughs> maybe well and maybe we're going to talk about Enneagram in a couple of weeks, but I'm in Enneagram two, And Enneagram twos find value in helping. And and that's Uh something I'm going through in therapy. Like that's not where I should find my value. But so oftentimes I will overcommit or over volunteer. My husband hates that (laughs) attribute of me. Um, and it started to say like, I need to not volunteer for this to give another mom an opportunity to or whatever. And while that's different than there's no, it's never too crowded at a game for them. It is saying, I will be at what I can be at because I love you so much. And just kind of leaving it at that not even saying a but, but then knowing in the back of my mind, there might be things that I can't, I can't go to. And it leaves... Go ahead. Are you going to still? No, go. Uh (laughs) I was going to say another stinger. Oh, okay. Save the stinger. I (laughs) wanted to say, it makes me think of like, what, how we can step into uh, women as a community and like step in for each other in that way. So maybe like you're at the games and I'm, um, I don't know what I'm doing because I don't (laughs) want to do any of that stuff. You're on a field trip no, I don't like the field trips either. <laughs> Maybe I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes me sound like a terrible mom. But anyway, all about all of Elliot's baseball games. Yes. And, but it's okay. I'm like the driver. I drive the kids right now to the carpools yeah. and stuff. So like it gives each mom, I mean, how awesome would our kids be? what a benefit to our kids to have like a tribe of moms. Yes. Uh, Like me, like you're going to do Liberty Hill, Texas. I am open to a (laughs) tribe of moms. Like a tribe. I wish. Just DM me if you live close. My friend Anna and I joke about like, we wish we still lived in tribes. And like at night, like you could come out of your tent and (laughs) we could just all live as a tribe. Um, (laughs) But I think that that's what I like here when I was listening to you say that, I was like, that gives all of us as moms times to shine. Like maybe Mm -hmm. we don't have to be great at everything and we really lean into each other. And that's even better for our kids. Cause like, think about us growing up. I loved our neighborhood moms. I still love Mm -hmm. them. And like, Mm -hmm. they uh, played a big role in me growing up. So I think that's, that's awesome. If, if you want to be the ones at the games, I will drive them around. Perfect. Because I don't want to drive. I okay, tell your stinger. Okay, well, I've had a few this year, and I will say, and I don't even think we have time to get into it, but adding on virtual learning this past year was, uh, I mean, if you already felt like <laughs> a bad mom, that just <laughs> puts you in the ground. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Oh. Um, I have pictures because I I planned on writing about them, but then I was like, is this weird um, of me just bawling <laughs> in my car, getting to work uh, because my kids would be doing their virtual learning last year and need help with something or have trouble logging on. And my husband's working in his office and isn't super accessible during the day. And then I would be like, well, I, I have to go. I have to get to Wildflower. <laughs> right. Just feel, and they would just the look on their face of like, well, what am I supposed to do? And if any, last year was not how it was meant to be. Like I can no. tell you how how it was is just not how it was meant to be. And um I just got to work, just crying, being like, my kids are going to fail school. I'm going to f- not be at my job. My it was just such a hard, bad time that that was really hard. So that was a stinger. Just knowing. It was an actual practical time where I there was gonna be no balance. There was Does gonna that help be, you to think of everyone felt like that. Yes. I'm not alone. Yeah, I that always did. helps me. Like because to remember I am not the only one feeling like this. Like the collective mm-hmm. soul feels like. That. Yes. Yes. And remembering like my kids' ages, their grades at that point aren't it like. They could be better, right. absolutely. And when they got into school, that's why I know it wasn't designed how it was supposed to be because once they got back into school, it it was fine. But um, yes, it does help knowing that I was not alone in that. <laughs> but then it was almost like, you know when you're going through a really hard time and you have somebody who's not going through a hard time able to kind of hold you up in that time and then you flip-flop. Like, okay, "Yeah, now I'm in... Last year, no one was having a good time. No one was, no one was at that strong hold that could like hold you up during this really tough trial. Like everyone was sinking, which we're not even going to get into being guilty as a friend. Cause that was a whole other layer of right, right. trying to keep all the balls in the air. Um, but the last thing that I'll share is we always focus on the negative and The detriment and what this could be doing. I remember feeling guilty, staying at home with my kids, like, oh, they're not getting enough social interaction or whatever. And then of course you see the opposite of that. And then, then working from home, like, oh, they're always going to see me on my phone or my computer. (coughs) And then you see the opposite of that. And then working away from home, I I remember driving in the car. My husband was in the car, so he can verify this. Um, And my middle said, I want to pay $25 to find mommy an employee. Oh. And what he was saying was he, and I think my husband like clarified, cause we know this is what he was saying. He wanted somebody to work for me so that I could be home. And he was connecting that. And I like looked at my husband. He knew I was about to lose it. And like then of course he was the one to start asking clarifying questions because he didn't want me to assume, but that was what he was asking. And it broke me. But then the same kid is caught at school by teachers saying, um, my mom has a shop. Like he thinks it's so cool (laughs) and my mom's shop is in Liberty Hill and will come up to the shop and work with me sometimes. And like, just play with the cash register all day. And like my mom has a cash register. And so I do think that like kids are gonna speak their mind and you do hear the bad from them, <laughs> or not even like the bad, but just he he often says he hates that I'm gone, which that's just something I I have to deal with and know like this is for the best of our family, but I will put boundaries up if need be. But um there's also so much good that they get from each stage that we can't just have the bad hold us back. No, and I think that it, that's actually really encouraging. He is he is learning to reconcile uh, the black and white into gray. Like I think we start out as kids thinking the world is black and white. These are the two things. And that's him like really growing and evolving and realizing like maybe it's not either or maybe it's both and. Maybe I feel oh, like mom's I love gone that. a lot but I also love her shop and what she does. And I think we should, that's how I'll end too. Is like, we can bring our kids along with us. It doesn't have to be, I'm gone and a business owner and they're not here. It can be, I'm gone and a business owner and they can be a part of that. Like my one son is really outgoing and will do like videos with me. So we did like a an office lift up together for my business. We will post that on our social Um, media. (laughs) Another son was like looking to earn money. So I had him like put together matches with me and like sitting together, doing that is being together. He's part of my business. He's adding value to my business. Then it becomes less of like an either or of like, oh, mom's doing this. It's Mm -hmm. more of doing it together. And Mm -hmm. you're right. You're exactly right. We Sure, there's going to be bad, but there's also good. Like there's no perfect. Perfect is boring. Yeah, there's (laughs) no perfect mom. It's in the messy. It's in the messy that we help our kids to be fully alive and thrive. I love that. Well, if you are like us and feeling mom guilt, just know you're not alone. There, hate to say it, no no answer to... (laughs) the issue. Just, you know, keep your head up. I do encourage you to share it because that has really helped me. And like my therapist said, you pick each day. What is going to make me feel like a good mom today? Is it a break? Is it being with 15 minutes with each kid? Is it bringing them along to work for the day? I think you get to you get to pick. Every day is a new day. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at, at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.